The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Yeah, the Gardaí have been uh, much discussed and debated in recent uh, weeks uh, because of the incidents, the antisocial behaviour in Dublin City, the outright crime in Dublin City, and of course, uh, when we had uh, Gardaí standing at individual ATMs around the country preventing people taking money out of uh, Bank of Ireland uh, last weekend. Uh, Regina Doherty, the Fine Senator, is with me, as is Mick Barry, the Socialist TD for Cork North Central, to talk about the best use of Garda time and resources. And this discussion comes from the day when Helen McEntee uh, has announced this big plan uh, to revitalise and rejuvenate the way Gardaí police the city. It includes armed Gardaí being deployed in more parts of the city centre as part of a high visibility policing plan. Anyway, Mick, do you think we make best use of the Garda? Uh, no, I don't. Um, and uh, I'll just start uh, with a comment about the uh, Bank of Ireland situation and what you've mentioned there about the plans announced today for Dublin City Centre. Um, so what we saw last week uh, with Bank of Ireland, um, I mean, we had Garda deployed in, I think, 40 plus areas uh, to guard ATMs. I've heard it said that the guards were observing to see that the queues didn't get out of control, but I mean, the pictures on social media show that in more than one location, the guards were actually blocking people, uh, gaining access to the ATMs. And in my view, acting like a private security company uh, for a company which made more than a billion profit in the first six months of this year. I think there was a contrast between that and what we see in communities, particularly working class communities, where when we have serious antisocial behaviour and people ring the local Garda station, that uh, very often the response is uh, slow. Now, the the argument is resources, but there were no issue with resources when it came to protecting Mm -hmm. uh, the banks. And I think the 3,000 women who contacted um, uh, the guards on the domestic violence 999 lines and had their calls uh, cancelled would have uh, similar points uh, uh, to make. Now, clearly in Dublin city centre, uh, there is a need for uh, action to be taken. The attacks that we've seen in recent days and, and, and weeks uh, are unacceptable and people, including tourists, yes, need to be protected. But I, I do feel that uh, what the reports we've heard today, the initial reports, armed police, riot police, dog units, uh, checkpoints and immigration checks, that that is uh, over the top, it would seem uh, to me, Uh, And I think there would be concerns there for perhaps young people, Mm. ordinary, peaceful young people in particular, uh, as is is there going to be an increase in effectively uh, harassment. Now, look, we we do need a guardian on the beat. We do need uh, more visible uh, um, uh, policing on the ground. But we'll come back to this. I don't want to monopolise the conversation, but I think the question of uh, decentralised policing I think the idea of community control, democratic community control over the uh, 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 policing and the community having a real say over priorities. Let's come back to that. Yeah, I do do want to ask you exactly what you mean by that, uh, uh, decentralised policing. But uh, Regina, uh, you you heard what Mick had to say there. I mean, plenty of incidents of the the Gardaí getting it wrong recently and then the big response today. I mean, that's another case of them getting it wrong, it sounds like. 
So I'm going to tell you, and this isn't my opinion, this is from speaking to, you know, rank and file guardy, not senior management or anything, just the normal men and women who are out doing the job every day. And in relation to the ATMs, and we're specifically talking about that last week, they will tell you that the culture that exists within Angarda Shiakona at the moment wouldn't allow them to say no to that situation. And they'll also tell me that they're complaining that they're sent every day to needless jobs, which is then delaying them from going to the actual emergencies that they feel that they should be going to. And I think I agree with Mick, <clears throat> excuse me, when I read um, the response today of how we're going to spend that 10 million, I think now we're overreacting because we've had a concerted focus, particularly in Dublin, um, of everyday crime, because it is everyday crime that's happening. Um, I know even not just in the media, there's, there's certain uh, accounts on social media that show you the arguments that happen just in random shops or on streets. And, and they're not always men, a lot of them are women too. So we have, we have a serious social, antisocial behaviour and serious crime problem in Dublin. But responding, you know, with tasers and armed units and riot police and dogs is absolutely over the top. What we need is the rank and file guardy freed up from the over probably bureaucratic set up that we have at the moment to allow them back on the streets. And the second point I'd like to make, and this is going to root me back to my what I think is the overall root of all of our problems at the moment, is the absolute morale on the floor of our Garda force at the moment. Giving the Gardaí who are already overstretched under-resourced an extra 10 million. These are not extra guards for our streets. The talk of that we're getting an extra 240,000 hours of Gardaí, it's the same Gardaí that are already working their full shifts. So that to me is not a response to the problem. Mm. And then we go back to the root of the problem here is, is that we have people leaving the guards. We have people resigning from the guards because annual annual leave is being refused because the operation policy that the model has been introduced in the last couple of years has been forced as opposed to being bringing the rank and file guardy with them. And we have a situation where the, the Garda representative organisations are going to hold a vote in a ballot in the next couple of weeks of motion of no confidence of the Garda commissioner. Like, this is just a perfect storm. And the root okay. of this is that we're not listening to the rank and guard file, the rank and file guardy of what it is that the actual problems are that are causing the reduced morale and the force to fix those before we get to the ultimate problems of the crime on the street. Uh, Mick, decentralised de police force, explain that to me. Okay, well, what we have in this country is an extremely centralised uh, police force, probably one of the most centralised police forces in Europe. That's uh, a product of the history of the country going back to the 1920s, the Civil War, etc., etc. Um, I think uh, rather than have such a highly centralised uh, police force, uh, we need decentralisation, which eff- effectively means uh, that local communities, uh, local areas um, would have the right not just to be, um, you know, checked in with uh, every now and again for feedback, but to actually have uh, a real say and real democratic control over how policing is organised in their areas. That would involve um, a local policing committee on which there would be uh, people elected from within uh, the community and having, um, you know, the, 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 the funding for the area to be able to say, OK, let's decide how, how some of that funding is used in terms of what are the local priorities and what the community needs. So, for example, uh, we saw a situation uh, less than 10 years ago during the water charges campaign where we had uh, 200 people arrested in the course of a genuine community campaign at that uh, uh, time, that would be the equivalent of nearly 3,000 people in uh, uh, the UK. We had hundreds of Gardaí mobilised to break 
the blockade organised by women workers in the main at the Debenham stores a couple of uh, years ago. Instead of wasting resources on uh, what is effectively political policing of that kind, put the resources mm. into so, uh, protecting communities and give the communities a real democratic so, control over that. You, so you're not talking about, uh, you know, like the situation that have in the UK where they have a West Midlands police and a London Metropolitan Police and uh, everything else. You, you're talking about you'd keep the Gardaí, but there'd just be much more community engagement, kind of formal levels of community engagement no, from region I, to region. Would, Is that I, it? I would, be, I would be very open to the idea of, okay. of ha- having something like West Midlands police or or more localised, decentralised right, okay. But what's more important than that is actually who has the, the real say over the policing priorities and the community should control that, not be checked in, just checked in with for an opinion every now and again. Regina, is that something we should so look at? Well, first of all, I think as a country, we're too small. And certainly with the resources as scarce as they are at the moment, I don't think we could start dividing them because we wouldn't have the specialist teams for Galway and Dublin and Limerick. You know, So I think um, a, a different element uh, is probably needed. Now, what Mick has described uh, is the JPC model, which we've had in Ireland for donkey's years, and it hasn't really been effective. Um, and the Joint Policing Committees are the amalgamation of businesses, the local authorities in an area and the Gardaí working together to solve problems um, in local areas, probably before they arrive or respond to crises as they do arise. Um, and to my mind, and I was a, local, a county councillor for a, a number of years, they end up being talking shops and they end up being places for, you know, disgruntled, you know, citizens to be able to come to talk directly to the Gardaí about their problems because they're not getting the responses that they need. And I think the root of that is going back to, we used to have a community policing model. We used to have a community guard, maybe two, in every single town and village that knew the kids in the school. Like our community guard in my village used to play basketball with our kids on their lunch break. And she did that so that she knew them all when they grew up. And if any of them Mm. came out of line, she had a relationship with them. She wasn't just coming down like a ton of bricks. That policing model is almost gone because of the way resources are now allocated into silos, into specific departments uh, or just specific responses. Well, well, sorry to interrupt you, Regina, but I would would suggest that we are never further from it than when we are putting armed Gardaí on street corners. Well, that's very true. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I I kind of agree with Mick, particularly around the Debenhams um, response. I thought that was... That was so disheartening. And I again, speaking to Rank and Vanguardi, they were only responding to um, to orders. Uh, public order and public response to public order is obviously something that's central to them. And I think that's the reason they were sent out last, uh, one of the nights last week when Bank of Ireland had a little run on it. It was unedifying. And, you know, we want to feel that the Gardaí are on our side. Nobody should have been stopped to go to an ATM to take out money. If they were foolish enough to do it and they didn't have the money in the bank, that's their problem. You know, so mm. like, I, I do think we need to question that. But I think the root of what, everything that's going on at the moment is that when we see more guards leaving the force than are actually being recruited every year, we have a serious problem. And that comes down to the guard, the commissioner, as well as the politicians. Yeah. Well, so we need a, to stop ignoring what's been told to us. A, a, a problem I'm, I'm sure we'll be talking about again in much more detail on this show in the coming weeks and months. Regina Doherty, Finnegan Senator, Mick Barry, Socialist TD for Cork North Central. Thank you both very much uh, for joining me. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.